So today at the Observing Fulton podcast, we have Isha Salman with us. She is a journalist with the Fulton Observer, a high school student at Troy, as well as an intern at STEM-E. So Isha, you're representing the organization STEM-E today. Could you briefly explain what this organization does? So STEM-E is basically a nonprofit organization. It's based in Houston, Texas, but it helps students globally, not just in the United States, to achieve different opportunities for STEM. And it does this through different programs, mentorships, opportunities. And you know, it's really easy to volunteer. You can go from anywhere in the world virtually, or you can attend in-person events in your area. But what it aims to do is not only look at STEM, because you know, it's such a growing field today. A lot of people can do STEM for different things. But um, you know, you can, you can use it in that organization in that sense. And you can really broaden your horizons. And what it also does is it focuses on you know, entrepreneurship, not just you know, science, technology, engineering, and math. So using that, you know, those resources in high school and being able to expand yourself for if you're getting into college or if you want to learn more about the different careers, fields, or opportunities that STEM has to provide. So what I do as a, so my job basically at this organization is I'm a media coordinator. So I write different, um, I reach out to different journalists and publications and I, you know, try to get the mission of STEM-E published because it's really such an incredible and fascinating thing. And one project that I've been working, that I worked on is I got into contact at Michigan State University with, um, with this woman named Tracy D'Agostino. And we collaborated for over a year. She writes amazing STEM articles. And basically her writing style and my writing style are very, very similar. So she writes basically very short articles, which is something that I also do. I'm not the kind of person to like write on and on. I like keeping things sweet, simple to the point. So I really found myself, you know, in her when I was looking for different journalists, people to connect to. And so what we did together is we Zoomed a lot. We um, collaborated on this one article and we were able to release it a month ago on the MSU Extension website. Yeah, it was pretty cool, you know. It was just, it was me talking about my journey with STEM because, you know, it wasn't always a love relationship. It was actually, you know, a hate relationship once, but it was really interesting to see, you know, STEM, my experience with STEM being brought out in that one project that I decided to take and how this organization, STEM-E, really helped me with that. So when I was really young, I was like, there's no way that I'm ever going to do STEM. (laughs) I actually wanted to be an actor when I was really young. Yeah, I was like obsessed with the movies. And my sister actually, I mean, she's doing pre-med right now, but she was always the STEM one in the family. Mm -hmm. You know, she was like, you know, got straight scores. And I did not. I was, you know, more, I mean, I was more creative. So, um, I just was always like, you know what, I'm not going to do STEM. I'm just going to be an actor. Let's see where it goes from there. Um, And I think it's just mainly because I've had this misconception that STEM is just, you know, science. Like, that's all it is or it's all boring. But I think the more awareness or the more exposure that I had to STEM and the realities behind it, there's so many things you can do. Like, if you love the ocean, it's not just you have to do, like, marine biology. There's so many things that you can do. Or, you know, if you love other things, STEM is just so... Even in considering the movies, there are so many things in STEM that you can do, like, behind the scenes in movies, like directing, editing, you know, special effects. So it's really... And it's really just, you know, diversifying in this, you know, in this new generation. So I really think that 
me, me personally, you know, growing, as I said before, growing up, I didn't like it. And what really got me exposed, not only was STEM E, but was this realization that I'm kind of good at science. And, you know, I took, you know, biology my freshman year and I really, it was probably the class that I did the best in. Mm -hmm. And then I'm taking AP Bio right now, which is, you know, hard, but it's honestly one of my like best classes right now. So I think it's just getting that, getting that awareness really changed my perspective and realizing that STEM is so much more than what's presented. It's not all nerds and books. It's actually so much, it's so interesting. Yeah, that's where innovation, discovery, that's how we understand everything that's mm-hmm. all around us. It's without STEM, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. This wouldn't be happening. So you're absolutely right. Let's talk a bit more about the STEMI found, uh, organization. How was it formed and what purpose does it serve for students? So STEMI was created in 2018 by Andrea Below. She is the founder and executive director and it's based in Houston, Texas. But the really incredible thing about STEMI is that it has this, you know, this network of interns globally, not just in the United States. As I said, like I'm from California, from Fullerton, but you know, I'm one of like, I'm on the media coordinators team and there's other people who live in the different states. And there's people who come all the way from, you know, um, Uganda and Africa who participate in it. So the purpose really is to just expose students, as I said, to not only STEM, but also different entrepreneurship activities. So students can become mentors, students can be mentors, students can tutor others or participate in these events. It's also to kind of help you get resources, especially to people who don't have, you know, access because of, you know, their socioeconomic background or because in some places you might not just, again, have that exposure. You might just be living under this misconception of what STEM is. So really bringing that to light and also um, it just really serves to also help people. It's not necessarily just about, you know, tutoring somebody on their science homework, but it's also more about, um, okay, you want to go to like college, let's help you with that. Let's, this organization is just really meant to guide students for whatever um, purposes that they need. Amazing, so it transforms itself. Yes. To fit into the student's needs. So um, you've mentioned already that it's a global mm-hmm. organization. You have interns from everywhere. So how big is it? I mean, if you know the numbers or how, mm-hmm. like, so the numbers, I'm not too sure on that, but um, I'm going to say, I want, if I'm going to do rough estimate, I think about more than 10 states or more, there's like interns from each of them. And it's not just like one intern from one state. There's, it can be concentrated. Like I think from California, there's about two to three. And then there was a lot in Texas, definitely. But um, the interns mostly connect through this kind of this virtual network, you know, Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. team meetings, but there's also different events in different areas, like there's chapters and ways that, you know, you can get involved in your own state. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the best things about STEMI is that, you know, even though it's founded in this one, it's found in this one place, Houston, Texas, you know, there are things that we can do here in person events, not just, you know, through virtual Zoom meetings where we can all connect and really spread the um, mission of this organization. How else do you think you have benefited from this organization? Yeah, so I definitely think that when I first started out as STEMI, I did not like have any experience with media coordinators, nor did I really have any like um, connections, connection building, like experience, you know. I really, I realized that, you know, the more you progress, the more it's like necessary to be able to communicate with others and, you know, effectively, you know, um, be able to, um, share ideas with other people and also just being able to maintain relationships. I wasn't really aware of this because I joined my freshman year of high school with STEM E. So being able to like contact people is not something I was great with. And that's a skill that's really needed to succeed in the world. You need to know how to be able to like 
maintain relationships. So being a media coordinator, not only did it, was I forced to like, you know, really understand like the process of how to build connections and network with people, but it's also conducting extensive research on certain journalists and publications, whether they're aligned with the message that I'm trying to get out. Because my job is basically, you know, find people, communicate with them, collaborate on ideas and, you know, like try to see if we can like find common ground. But I wasn't, you know, I was kind of a little bit shy in fresh, my freshman year of high school. You know, having a conversation with someone was not something that like I could, you know, do. I mean, I, I could talk a lot, trust me, don't get me wrong, I can always do that, but meeting people professionally was not something that I was able to really effectively do. So talking to a bunch of different people through STEM-E because, you know, it was my job requirement really allowed me to, you know, grow in that area. Say a student is watching this, they have now, they now have an interest in joining STEM-E, what would you say to those students who want a career in STEM, but they're intimidated or they're anxious or they're confused about it. You know, what advice do you have? <laughs> so it's really easy to become um, a part of STEM-E. All you have to do is visit the website, STEM-E.org, S-T-E-M-E.org, or you can visit them on their social media platforms. There is Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and what they do is basically they post um, engaging content to kind of keep up and be um, keep up with different students who might be interested and all you have to do is if you go on their website there's different options you can become a mentor be mentored you can be a volunteer you can join the extensive intern network or be um, or join the entrepreneurship programs there's a lot of workshops too so it's not just to join you have to be a volunteer you have to get tutored it's also something where like if there's an event in your area either virtually or in person you can go once maybe learn a little bit of information maybe come back another time but it's really the whole purpose again is just to spread information and raise awareness about you know what stem is and different opportunities so even getting exposure from one event is just like a job well done for STEMI. Yeah. so um yeah those are basically the ways and adults can help by you know donating or they can become a mentor maybe they can also volunteer be interns and also push kids to um, take part in this venture and they can also um, as i said before be volunteers too so how did you get involved with the fulton observer so i lived in fullerton for 13 years of my life and the fullerton observer is a landmark of fullerton you know i'd be at the ymca getting back from student practice and you know the fullerton observer is right there and I think, you know, just being, I remember I was featured once in fourth grade for, you know, this event that our school did, and I was like so happy. And so <laughs> I've always known about it, and I've always known that there are ways that, you know, I could contribute. And I just think it's so interesting because it's something where sometimes I would like read it for fun if, you know, it's there on the side. And I just think it does such a good job of bringing our community together because, you know, sometimes you get so caught up with what's happening in our state, what's happening in our county that we forget that, you know, what's happening in our own town. And I really think that the Fullerton Observer was something that really attracted me to that because there's so many things that I love doing in Fullerton that, you know, that I that I think are pointed out in it. And so it's always something where I was like, I would love to contribute to that because I love Fullerton, you know, yeah. I've lived in it for most of my life. Mm -hmm. So having the opportunity to um, be able to contribute to it was, it, it was amazing, especially since I found out that Again, like I said, I found out that I was, you know, good at writing like a couple years ago. I didn't think for most of my life that, you know, I would be good at STEM or I would be good at writing. But, you know, these are like slow realizations that I had. So, you know, when I had this opportunity, when I was like, okay, you know what, I can, I can write. 
I decided to couple it with, you know, my love for the city. So so when I applied and it's been going great ever since. Yeah. Why do you like being a part of this community when you know you're not going to get paid, when you know technically it's not an internship of any sort? Like, what keeps you going? I think for me, it's just being able to contribute what I can to this town. I Like I said, I've lived in Fullerton for 13 years. So being able to, like, give back in any way, for me, it's not about the money. It's about, you know, like, or being paid or getting credit for, you know, being a volunteer and intern at, like, a news publication. It's more so, like, that I love writing and I love this town. And if I can do two things that I love at once, yeah. that's just amazing because it's just a way for me to, you know, explore more into parts. Like, I, like, that graduation cap story, if it was not for the Fullerton Observer, I would not have known about it. Or if it wasn't, um, there are other stories that are just highlighted through the Fullerton Observer that really bring much needed awareness and, you know, and it taps into the different parts of Fullerton. Like Fullerton is not just a town where it's about one thing. There's so many different things that you can like, um, that are there are part of the town. I'm still discovering new things every single day, like in downtown Fullerton or different places. So I just think for me, it's just more about connecting with the city that I love and being able to do what I'm passionate at the same time. What advice would you have for any high schooler, their junior high students that, you know, they, they've kind of realized they enjoy writing, mm -hmm. but they're, you know, intimidated to take that first step and get involved with us? Yeah, so, funny story, I've, my, um, my whole life, I've struggled with, if I've struggled with one subject, it's English. Like, <laughs> it's been, it's been a very, it's, it was, it's, wow, I can't even tell you. When I was young, my, you know, my fourth grade teacher, told my mom like she can't write like because my stories were just so I was so ambitious with my stories because I loved to write so much that you know my ideas were everywhere I got like you know an English tutor my English tutor was like this is a lot so I was really discouraged you know and I was I always thought well English just isn't my subject so it's fine something else is my subject but when I, especially through quarantine, when I had some time to myself and I started writing articles, I wrote one article about my culture, which is really what propelled me to, you know, to who I am today, writing a lot, writing avidly. I really discovered that, you know, it's, it's okay that teachers, some teachers didn't like my writing style because, you know, I'm good at it. And I slowly just really realized, like, I really love to write. Like, if I'm bored and I have an idea in my head, I'll write it on a Google Docs, so I'll correct it later, and I'll realize that I've really done something there. Like, yeah. I really made an impact, because the type of writing that I do is nonfiction. Um, I like to write about change, like what's going on in our community, ways we can, you know, innovation, STEM, um, what's going, you know, like, what's changing, what's new, what's different, because I want to make an impact on people and, you know, build a better future. So if I get the opportunity to write something like that, not only am I being able to do what I love again, but I feel like I'm really making an impact. So I was definitely intimidated at first. You know, when I wrote that first article um, during quarantine about my culture, I didn't tell anyone. I went to my uncle secretly because I wanted it to be a surprise for my parents. And I told him, do you think you can get this published for me? I wrote this. So we did, and we did that together. And then I saw it was getting a lot of positive reviews, not only from my family, but from other people who were sharing it on social media. And so that was really encouraging. And I think it's just those pushes that we get from the people we love. Right. My mom has definitely been an amazing influence because she's pushed me to really be strong. Um, and be able to fight for like my opportunities and be able to like, do what I love. So 
you know, it doesn't always come quickly. Like I, I want to stress just that, like I did not realize that I was good at STEM or I was an amazing writer because, you know, my whole life I've been pushed away from those things actually. So I always just had this misconception in my head that I'm not good at these things. But when I tried it out and I was able to get that exposure, that really helped me. And now I'm changed. Like if I had not gotten those, you know, those pushes into my life or really gone out of my comfort zone, then, you know, I would not have done all that I've done up until this day. So, yeah. Who else do you think we should interview on this podcast that's doing amazing work in Fullerton? Um, well, I definitely think there are so like there are so many people that just make Fullerton a better place. and. I mean, for me, I feel like Fullerton is just consisted of so many great people who do work starting from um, places like studying in coffee shops. And I think, um, or this isn't necessarily one person, but you know, I have this one friend who writes Yelp reviews for everything. And so whenever I wanna go out, like, you know, hang out with my mom, especially like in Fullerton or just hang out with my friends, go to a cafe and study, you know, I'll always text her and be like, can you send me some good cafes right now to go study? And I think just, I mean, the, the whole point of that is just because our ideas have to be nurtured somewhere. They start from, you know, sitting in your room or going to like a nice place. So I think, and, it's, and Fullerton especially, one thing that I really love is that there's so many different places with different, you know, vibes. Like you can go somewhere like a rustic bookshop, you can go to, you know, a coffee shop, you can go to like um, a dress shop, like everywhere, like it has accommodations for everyone. So I think maybe like interviewing people who like know more about that or the different parts of Fullerton or that culture, like um, I think that is really interesting or getting more in depth of it because, you know, like I said, I'm exploring new things about Fullerton every single day and I've been living here for most of my life. So yeah, you know, maybe doing like a deep dive into like the history or like the different places that, you know, make Fullerton Fullerton. You know, there's so many, I feel like like just this city this this town itself there's so many cool things like there's a therapeutic horse ranch and i think tara's chance i think it's i was talking to them um once i think they're the only one not in or i think in southern california or one of two that does like you know that and it's so amazing that we have that here in fullerton and not only that there's like in fullerton downtown like me and my friends we go to Troy, it's a very stressful school, so <laughs> we definitely need those study breaks, going to cafes. So it's definitely like being able to not only get produ- get your work done and be productive, but also explore new areas. Like that's just amazing. So you know, looking into like more of the I wouldn't necessarily say history, but you know, like the culture of Fullerton, yeah. because you know, even if you look around, like I once did an article on Catherine England. Yeah. She has those murals around Fullerton, and I think that's really captivating. You're driving around, and you see this beautiful mural with like um, elements of um, different, like elements of different colors and things that pop out. That's just mm-hmm. that's really nice. I definitely think um, I have that. There's this one peer in my class. Her name is Janet Kim. She does so much. She she has I think she's had like research papers published already. She's and she's a senior in high school. She's had like medical papers published. She's the editor in chief of um, our yearbook staff. So she does that. She's gotten um she's gotten recognition from like the mayor for like outstanding community service. So she's really done a lot. And you know, so it might be interesting to like you know see what goes what goes on like behind her day in the life because it can't be easy. And I just, and there's so many other different, like what I love about Troy, there's so many different people from like, 
and not everyone comes from Fullerton, people come from really far away. So there's different people who pursue different things. Like there's this one senior in our school, I, I believe he might have graduated a while ago or he still goes there, but he directed like movies or not like not movies, but like short films and yeah. they won awards. And I think that's really interesting because it's not just, Troy's not just this school that's just solely based on STEM, which is, you know, what people think Troy is, but there's so much more like diversity and things that Troy is amazing at, like the NGROTC program. Um, there's another student, um, Chan, he's amazing at what he does. He's like gone to nationals for Cyber Patriot. He's like a ROTC, like he's on reserves or he's, he's very, very talented. You get exposed to so many different things. Like, um, I, the amount of opportunities that I've gotten from, you know, like looking at the Troy website or consulting with my friends or, you know, cause everybody does something at Troy. Everybody has their own niche thing. And so they do, they go to different places to do it. I like, my thing is I love writing. Yeah. So, you know, I write for the Fullerton Observer. I, you know, write articles. I, um, I do other, I write on my blog. That's kind of like what I want to do. And I help other people who like also love writing too. And you know, there's other areas of, you know, things that I might be interested in, which I ask help from others. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And do you have a favorite teacher? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a hard one. Putting on the spot. They're watching this right now. <laughs> huh, that's, that's really interesting. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to go through the periods in my head, like throughout the day. But I would, I would definitely think that the teachers that have had like, an impact maybe have not come from Troy actually maybe have come have probably for me come from a different school or um, I mean I don't I want to say that my biggest like influence I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say like a teacher but in some sort of ish ways was my sister yeah. um, and just because she's like um, we're both uh, we're both first gen in our family so we've had very similar experiences that my parents haven't had. Like my parents didn't go to school in America. They came, you know, after they got married. So they don't really, um, they didn't fully understand as, as much of the experience that my sister had. So um, even in elementary school, if I ever had like drama or advice or like problems with like, you know, academics, because my sister was always like the shining, like bright, like, you know, academics person. I was more of the creative one, but I would always ask her for help and she always, and she continues to give me like amazing advice when it comes to like stuff with my, like, you know, with my friends, with whatever's going on with my life. She always has the answer to everything. And even if she doesn't have the answer, she's always there to give good advice and consult me. And I'd also definitely say like um, my my parents and my, my, uh, my grandma, especially, those people have, um, because you know, they're my immediate family and I'm always with them and I'm directly influenced by literally some of the best people. They're both amazing examples. All, the, all of them are really amazing examples of, you know, who I strive to be. They both, they all um, are able to like participate in things and really give their all. And my mom especially has really encouraged me and pushed me to be who I am. She's given me, you know, access to all these like opportunities. I'm so grateful to have her because she's really been able to like, really help me with a lot of the things that I have if I'm if I ever have advice or I'm struggling and especially you know um well this this is a little sad but uh, my grandpa he passed away when I was like in middle school but he was probably one of the biggest influences in my life because you know both my parents work so my mom works in Santa Monica so she would have to you know go to office a lot so my grandpa would take me everywhere yeah. so he's also been like 
one of the greatest influences you know on my life he was always there to like talk to me if I needed anything we would always just bond together so I think I'm I'm really you know I'm really a family person like I'm family friends all the way so I think that having that sort of influence in my own household where it's just positive and people encouraging me and really pushing me to be the best version of myself has really allowed me to you know grow into the person that I am right. yeah, that